people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I'm joined by Adam Dixon for a game of Rhine. Rhine is a wild fantasy role-playing game of community and connection in a world shaped by broken titans. Using a tailored, powered-by-the-apocalypse system built around emotion and change, Rhine invites you to weave stories of people living in a world in its autumn. You will journey through vibrant landscapes, inhabit communities reliant on indifferent titans, and learn the secrets of the faltering remnants. It's inspired by stories such as Earthsea, Shadow of the Colossus, Princess Mononoke, and Mushishi. It is a beautiful game about, like, exploring and discovery and growth and learning, and it is just a beautiful, wonderful play experience. I had such a blast with it. This game fucking rips, and I think you're really gonna love it. The game is currently crowdfunding on Indiegogo. You can find a link to that in the show notes. You can also download a free play kit at adtidi.itch.io slash Rhine, or you can check the show notes for more information about all of that and more. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Adam Dixon. Adam, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so, so excited. I've been excited about this game for a very long time. I think this is going to be a ton of fun. Um, Real quick, though, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about uh, the game we're playing this week, as well as anything else that you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Yeah, um, so the game we're playing is a game called Rhine. Um, I'm one of the two co-designers. I'm working on it with uh, another great game designer called Finn Henderson, um, and you know, it's being released under our game design co-op called Furtive Shambles. And the game Rhine is like a wild fantasy powered by the apocalypse game set in a world where big colossi kind of roam around and they are like the shattered husks of gods. And the game focuses on like the people living in that world, mm. like what are their lives like, what communities do they build and all of that kind of like interesting stuff. Um. I love it. I, I We've been talking about this game for a very, very long time, and I've been so excited. Like, when I heard the pitch, I was I was, I was, was in, and then I started to, like, when you sent me over the books and I read the, the playbooks, like, the more I read, the more excited about it I got, and just, like, it is... Even the even just the, the the play kit that you shared with me like is so evocative and has such a rich mm. world that like I've been like thinking about this game <laughs> for a long time and I'm so excited to like be sitting down to play it like this is gonna I'm I'm real excited is the thing yeah oh, I'm I'm really <laughs> glad to hear it yeah like we've been working on it for like a while and like part of the reason for that is like we we first made it because I also host a podcast called These Flimsy Rituals um, and like we originally developed the game for that. And we ran it for like our first season, and then we continued doing like other games, and you know we're doing like Blades in the mm-hmm. Dark for our second season, but all in the same world. Um, and we'll be going back to this once, like in the future, once that season's done. And so we've had a lot of time to like develop out that world and kind of think about it. And like the big conceit is there are these titans called remnants, and they're kind of like godlike. They have like domains associated with them. Uh, so they like shape the landscape according to those domains. So if you had like a titan of like grief, you might have like a landscape filled with like weird trees mm-hmm. and gravestones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If you had a titan of preservation, maybe it's like Argon rivers and salt flats and tar pits and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, we kind of create that world. We created this game for it, and then we've just been working on it since then. And like a part of like the challenge of like developing it now is like how do we open that up to people? Right, I know exactly I what you mean. Got, like, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. 
I, like we've got this good concept and yeah. And I think, I think honestly, like the game has like having read through it and I'm, and we'll, we'll get to the gameplay in just a moment, but like, I feel like what I'm really excited about is like the game I feel like has done a good job just re just reading through what I've read through of like bringing me into that space and kind of like, I think it's, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling really comfortable exploring this place, which I think for a game with such a rich sort of like baked in world is a real kind of triumph of making Making a making like you said like I feel like I've I'm oh I'm oh I'm in this space and I'm able to kind of play around in it which I think is a really impressive uh thing and I think the work that you've been doing to 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 to, to answer that question feels really like well fleshed out. Yeah, like it's a thing of like it's a baked in world, but it's like a very conceptual baked in world. So it's like no like this town is here or anything like that. It's all like this is the conceit. Yeah, do with that what what you will. All right. Well, then I think it's time to I think it's time to stop talking about the game and start playing the damn thing. Frankly, yeah. Uh, can I just mention the uh, like the play kit? And oh yeah, absolutely. Please, yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. I, I of course uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, That's okay. Re re reluctantly, reluctantly, I will allow this. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, like we have the play kit out. You can go and grab that on our HIO. Um, I think it, the game is called Ryan R Y N E, and I think you can find it on the Furtive Shambles uh, like itch, um, and also like playtesting it. So like if you like the sound of a game and want to play it, you can come play it and like tell us what you think. And we're hopefully going to be Indiegogo it sometime this year. Like and, and, and in all likelihood, um, I'm saying this. I'm saying this both to the listener and to you. Um, in all likelihood, this this will be out as close to the release day of said Indiegogo as possible. So so that people can listen to the episode and go back the game. Um, then with that, I believe we are ready to dive in and, and start playing the game. And where would you like to start? Should we should we start with like introducing the characters we're playing and then like move out from there? I think so. I think that's the best way to go. I think we've picked we've chosen playbooks and we'll talk through kind of the intro idea of said playbooks. Uh, we've got some we've got some questions up to kind of set the story. We'll answer those once we've kind of introduced our character and sort of asked the initial questions and then once we know our characters we'll kind of figure out what the immediate scenario is we'll figure out what our bond mm. is and then we'll and then we'll we'll dive in from there yeah that sounds good so like normally when you like play a game of ryan there are like some story seeds that mm -hmm. we kind of use to like create the world and like the little world building games but i think we're just going to go into it fairly cold right and just start with the characters and go from I there. I think so. And then if we if we want to pick up a, if we want to pick up a seed if we feel like we need we need a little extra we can always we can always kind of double back. Yeah. Um okay, so let me I'll introduce my character first. Uh my character is yes. Grouse. I am playing the guide role book. Um I am uh, my my character detail, my pronouns are he his and my character detail is that I am prickly. I have sharp bristles like a porcupine cactus or nettle. When someone inflicts physical wear on me, they I inflict one wear back. I picture the I, I, cactus is very evocative to me. I picture <laughs> I, I picture like they're those very specific. I'm not picturing like, um, you know, there are cacti with like the long kind of needles. And then there mm -hmm. are the cacti with like the, the real short, real short, sharp, almost like rose thorns. Those are okay. kind of what I'm visualizing in my head is those real short, sharp, thick like uh, kind of almost like stegosaurus plating right like just mm. just these thick heavy a little bit um being me uh, being me and recognizing that uh <laughs> i am a parody of myself at all times 
I, if you've ever seen a picture of Doomsday, the Superman villain, those sort of like bone shard looking ones, I picture that kind of texture across my whole body. Hmm, I like it. And 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 as a guide, it is my job to to bring people places. It is my job to uh to help people get where they're going in our community. Obviously, the remnants having created the worlds that they've created, right? Their domains having impacted their terrain, like traveling from place to place is not easy. And so my role as a guide mm. is to help people get where they're going, help people find things. And I think Grouse, <sighs> Grouse, I picture as having been doing this for a very, very long time, right? Like Grouse is, is very much like the old hand at this. And I think, like, I think there's a sort of, the vibe I get, and it's not just because his name is Grouse, but the vibe I get is, like, a <laughs> loving, a loving rudeness, or, like, a loving, like, a, a sort of tough love energy, like, yeah. I, but I also don't think it is in the, uh, the, the trope with Grouse that I want to avoid, I think, a little bit is the, um, the reluctant, the reluctant mentor, right? Like, I think Grouse genuinely does get a lot of joy out of helping people and guiding people. I just think that he's old and tired and is a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> but I think, like, if you seek him out, like, he's not going to do the, like, oh, I'm not interested, I'm out of the game. I think he genuinely is, like, enthusiastic about doing it. It's just he has his ways, he has his methods, and he 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 knows he knows what works for Grouse knows what works for Grouse and he's going to ask you to to accommodate that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So tell me about your character and then we'll answer a couple yeah. questions and then we'll we'll start fleshing out our our scenario. Yeah, so I'm playing Vistral, um who is part of the like Heart Rollbook. Um so like the Heart Rollbook is sort of like a storyteller mm. or like a priest or or revolutionary, any any of those kind of like archetypes where it's about like embodying a concept Got it. in the world. Cool. Love it. Um yeah. Uh so so in particular, like I'm having to like imagine my character there now. Um so so yeah, in particular, like my heart um embodies the concept of I'm going for like myth. Mm, okay. So like storytelling and like the folk stories that kind of exist in this world. Um and I'm kind of imagining them as kind of a bit <laughs> naive okay and like like maybe slightly young um i love that yeah like i, I kind of just want to like bounce off grouse a little bit like like i'm probably probably very eager to please but have my own ways that i want to kind of be with around people but i haven't quite realized it i love that, that. i like that I, I like that a lot and i feel like both of those tie really nicely into the idea of being like tied to the idea of myth like that feels like a really good it's that idea of like a young dreamer, right? Like that feels like that's mm. such a good evocative kind of image that I get from Vistral as this sort of like the the world is larger and, and more magical than than you could possibly imagine and have and and that feels like a very kind of young young person ideal of like to aspire to. Yeah. I I I I'm just trying to think about like what what my character is like from there, like what what my character's goal is, or why mm -hmm. like I might be working with Grouse. I love the idea that I may be. I don't know if I'm part of an order or anything like that, or like a priest or anything. But I, I love the idea that I'm going to travel to remnants because I want to hear their stories. Mm. I don't oh, know that's cool. A remnant, mm. That's cool. I don't as know hell. if they'd tell me one. 
because <laughs> you know they're big in different titans but yeah well and and that's that's uh, that's really cool and that's the yeah i love that i love the idea that like the idea that you have this dream that you actually don't even know if can come true or like what it would look like to come true that's really good and that is something that like goal posting a little bit I, I I really want to explore, like, how Grouse interacts with that kind of ideal, because I think there's a really brilliant sort of thing built off of that. Like, I think there's a real, like, Grouse is what, like, how Grouse has seen the world, I think, is going to give him a really interesting perspective on, like, that that kind of goal. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of, like, my luck and stuff, um, my humanity, so, like, the humanity in the world is like because the world is shaped by remnants, mm-hmm. like the people are too. Is the um and I, I've decided on that being like I've got an extra pair of arms. Um so yeah, which is like you have an extra pair of arms, uh that function much the same as your other pair. You might use them to carry extra things to give you stability while navigating share services, or just to give like really good hugs. Um, where are the extra pair of arms? Are they as strong as your first pair? I kind of like the idea of them being like a bit vestigial. Mm. Like, they're, they're sort of smaller, like, almost like there are, maybe like there are three of them kind of like down the ribcage, like mm. slightly smaller Love than it. the rest of them. Love it. Almost like spider-like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah, and I think I'm generally like quite tall, um, with like enchanting eyes, and like I wear lots of like ribbons and like soft headscarves and things like that. Um, but I, I, I think I'm imagining that I'm fairly big, but I'm like not necessarily comfortable in it mm. i like that just just learning yeah um and i'm gonna go for they them pronouns got it okay i love it okay yeah. we've got a couple questions to answer here um yeah pick one of your home turfs where in this territory is it is it at its heart which dominates this place is it at its edges perhaps new growth or something in decline or on the remnant its body is an ecosystem of its own which of these is most interesting to you? I, I'm very interested in it being on the remnant's body. Like I, mean, I love the I idea. Think, of I just, think me too. I think that's I think that's the one that really jumped out at me. Yeah, like for a one shot, just being having a like a journey where we're just traveling on roads and stuff that are just part of this Titan is really interesting to me. Yeah, like I feel like that's I I want to explore the terrain on this Titan, and I think that's the most that is that is the most direct way to do that. Uh, yeah. The next question is, what grows here unnoticed? The Furrow, who see only conquest and harvest? The Remnant Orleth, who've seen harbingers of its influence? Or a new plant or animal, nameless and strangely adapted to this place? <sighs> I think that all three of these are very interesting to me, and I'm trying to think which mm. one of which one. I think the one that's least interesting to me unnoticed is a new plant or animal, because I, I want, I, I think I want uh, that's going to be something that I think Grouse is going to notice. I think that it's either the Furrow or the Orleth are the ones that really jump out to me. I think I'm interested in the Furrow as a as a as a as a kind of a, a threat in the background. Yeah. This idea of like this uh this sort of like colonizing force in the background is very interesting to me, and it kind of puts our our goals in an interesting place. So I think that's the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for here. Okay. And when you cast your eyes to the horizon, what do you see? Now, this one, I know exactly the one I want to go with. I'll read all three of them, but one of them has extremely jumped out to me. 
Um, <laughs> there's a mountain range or something like it, a wall that is difficult to pass, a vast expanse, an ocean forest or desert that stretches for miles, or another remnant, its territory unfurling beneath it, the strange zone where two remnants' influences meet. I am so interested in the idea of this being of being on the space where two remnants meet, because I think mm. like getting to to really build out like the kind of uh aesthetic world of like both of these in uh, remnants and also how their particular domains like impact the terrain is I think the thing that I'm maybe most excited about. Yeah, yeah. And there's something really interesting if we're like on this remnant's body. Yeah. Like, is it moving into another remnant's territory? Because like that feels very interesting. I I kind of love what I what I the visual the hearing you say that is super interesting, and what I want to propose because thinking about this in terms of like the world and in terms of landscapes and in terms mm. of like the remnants' influences. What if both of these remnants are both moving and they're both just move like passing each other like a ship's in the night situation. <laughs> And mm. so, like, their terrain is shifting underneath them. Yeah. And we're in that space where they're starting to blur together. And, like, eventually, the terrain that has been left behind by the remnant. I picture a little bit of that that terrain it remains. But, like, we're going to slowly watch this change from one. If we If you were to stay in perfectly still in one spot, which I don't think our community does because we are on the body of this remnant. Mm. I think you would eventually see the world change from one domain slowly to the other and have just like that <laughs> whisper of that first domain still in place. Yeah, that sounds cool. Because that's very I, cool to me. I kind of want to pitch you on like what this journey could be just from that description. Please, hit me. Which is, what if uh, you are guiding me from the back of this remnant onto the other one? Oh, that's very cool. So I have a, a an immediate question for you. I have an immediate question for Vistral, um, which is, what have, and and I want to ask you this before I answer, before you you answer your 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 three questions, yeah. But um, the question that I want to ask you, what have you taken? What 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 story has revealed itself to you? And this and this maybe will also. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give you this. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm thinking through this. This is this is this is some good idle dreaming. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw this to you, and then I want to hear the answer to your questions while we both just kind of think on this question a little bit. Because if you're yep. leaving this Titan and going to the other Titan, that means you've probably already gotten some kind of a story from this from this remnant. You've already gotten some kind of a story from it, and I'm I'm interested to hear like how that has manifested itself to you, and if you're even aware that it has happened. Hmm. That yeah. Doesn't need to be answered right now. I'd love to hear the answer yeah. to your three questions, but like that was the the kind of juicy big question that like you prompting that immediately popped into my head. Yeah, yeah. Especially if we're saying that like Vistral is, I'm imagining them as like very naive, but maybe like they've they've gone like slightly past that stage. Like maybe they've had like that first interaction. That's very. I. That's a really yeah. great dynamic. That's a really great moment that I'm really interested in exploring. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to answer my question yeah. while I think about this question. All right. Yeah, because it might help. Um, so yeah, my, my questions are, uh, you swear loyalty to an ideal? Um, who does that tie you to? So my answers are like an organization, so that could be a faith, an order, an institution, an empire, a revolution. Um, 
this territory and perhaps the remnant or envoys that rule it, or a community, though not everyone here a community, though not everyone shares the same faith in it. My concept is sacred here. And I, I feel like this is something I want to sort of throw back to you a little bit as mm-hmm. well. Because I'm, I'm tempted by those last two. So like either having like a bond with like a remnant or an envoy in this in this place or or the community itself. Like is is this a community of people doing the same stuff or am I like an outlier? Is is an interesting question. That's a really interesting question. I I think the thing that is most interested to me is I love the idea of it being a community. I think I'm interested in it being this community that in, I'm interested in this community. And I guess and and the thing that interests me in that is this idea of whether or not. If, if if your concept is somewhat sacred throughout this community and also we live on the body of this of this uh of this remnant that makes a lot of sense that like hearing this remnant and like hearing its stories would be really like compelling and really like sacred to that community yeah and and there's something interesting to me which I, I guess who my answer is to play like is it that we're on this remnant and we go out to like find new stories or are we just like hopping between remnants? That's really hit, interesting yeah. too. I kind of love that we're hopping between remnants. I I I almost want to posit that like our community is some on some level like the 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 sort of like value and sort of mission of our of our community, the sort of uniting factor of our community is that 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 mission that like informs that you that, that has informed you of like we're here to like actually catalog these the stories of these of these remnants. Yeah. Yeah. That's really compelling to me. Yeah, I think that's interesting to me too. Um and I can just imagine because like obviously that's probably like interesting to us as like a community ourselves, but I can also imagine how that's interesting as we're traveling through for like meeting other communities. Because mm-hmm. I imagine knowledge about the remnants and how they work or like, hey, this remnant has gone to here or like this Titan is a good place to live because it embodies this. It's very useful. Yeah, and 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 that idea that like uh, I love that uh, the the visual that I get for the community on the whole is a little bit of like an arts comp, like an arts co op, yeah. for lack of a better way to put it. Like I I I, I picture it being a thing where like. And I, and this kind of makes explicit a thing that was really interesting that like jumped out to me about how Grouse probably interprets like the story of the remnants as like mm. a guide figure. Yeah. I love the idea that maybe everyone is interpreting the story of the remnants in a different way, right? That like that like there are some people who like are hearing the things that the remnant are like expressing the sort of messages of the remnants by via like writing, but then there are people who are making paintings and sculptures and like and 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 and, and you know, things of that nature and dances and plays and song and like it's it's this very kind of personal interpretive thing, right? Like there's no, like you had kind of pointed out, like there's no real, they're not directly saying anything to you, but like there are ways for someone to kind of channel their own voice in unison with the remnant in a very compelling and cool way. Yeah. And and I always like that thing in this world where it's like, the remnants are big, weird gods. Mm -hmm. They're like inscrutable. And you can't really understand them as a human. Like, they're not, like, laying out, this is, like, what I'm about. We're just, like, interpreting them. 
and making our best about like what oh i think this is a remnant of preservation rather yeah. than it literally being that and there's something nice about like i can just imagine in our community the amount of debates that must happen oh god yeah about like no it means this no it you're it you're, you're really missing you're you're missing the thematics <laughs> uh, i need to one of the things i get as a heart is like a means of expression and now i need to decide what my means of expression is mm-hmm. but yeah second question um who upon seeing your expression marked you as a threat um the fate the fates create a threat to represent them so it could be a group fundamentally opposed to my ideal who preach rival tenets Someone who holds authority, fearing the damage I might cause them, or one of the remnant's envoys who fears my concept sway here. Like the last one, but inverted. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like instead of it being a fear about like me being here, I love the idea of like one of these envoys. So like envoys if you imagine like folkloric creatures, like they're creatures created by the remnant to like represent bits of its concept. So yeah, like the envoys are like creatures that represent a part of the remnants like concept that they're like folkloric creatures and kind of created by the remnant itself to just kind of represent it in the world Mm -hmm. Um, and that might be like they go and like speak to the people that live there or or they could have other purposes too so i like the idea that like maybe one of them wants us to stay yeah and like we're moving around in this very fleeting way like moving between like one land and the next and like learning all of these tales and that must be like very short-lived for like these creatures that are eternal yeah and i just love the idea of like us turning up being like oh yeah we, we we've learned everything that there is to like know about this and then one of the envoys being like no you don't you don't understand you don't understand you've got to stay you've got to listen more yeah oh that's kind really of good I, I, that's really good, and and I love that. That's really wonderful. Mm. I've got some thoughts on. I've got some thoughts on how that that can come up in play, and like why I I have a really clear thought of why the envoy want like is what we haven't heard, and it ties into my questions in a really fun and interesting way. Okay, I'm interested to hear what that is. I, what is my particular expression that is that that there's like one of the words that I wrote down in like the expression move when I was writing it, which is just like the phrase spirit skimming, because I wanted to see what people would come up with for like what that is. Mm. I I like the idea that it's that. Like I imagine I kind of move through the world almost like one of the things you've not spoken about is like spirit is like a very real thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And like when the remnants were like kind of started breaking, they split into two. So like some of them are physical, some of them are spiritual. It's like some of them are like fogs and ghosts and like things like that. And like people have spirit too. And it's like, kind of like threads of spirit that like net the world um and i love the idea that i kind of go around like collecting bits of that and like creating almost like dances and artworks using that for sure yeah yeah i love that um but yeah my last question is do i belong in this place and i'm just instantly going to answer no this place will never be my home love it which brings us to the question of what our territory's emotion is yeah yeah so like when we think about like the territory and the the domain we also think about like what the emotion is because Mm -hmm. like in this game we roll with emotions so we've like chosen some emotions to like represent our characters so my emotions are like hopeful and lost and i also get like myth as as like Mm -hmm. one of my emotions being like my founding concept 
Um, what, what emotions did you have? I have wise, practical, and tired. And then I also <laughs> have fabric. Yes. So like fabric is like the catch-all, basically. Yeah. So you say how you're feeling, you roll with whichever emotion, but if it, if it doesn't match up with like a named emotion, you got roll it. with fabric. Got it. Yeah. So I've got um, wise, practical, and tired. Yeah. And then we also start with like the territory's emotion as well. So mm-hmm. like we're in this place, like that emotion is going to come up. Do you have any thoughts here? Like what is this so, remnant like that we're traveling on? So I, I kind of want to, I, 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 I think I know how I want to find this. Because like, I've got on my, one of my moves is that I have a home terrain. And when I'm in my mm-hmm. home terrain, I know the providence of each species of flora and fauna and we never become lost. So yep. I think I want what I want to do for our like our starting territory is like pick maybe two terrains and then kind of just you and I kind of decide what we think what emotion we think is tied to that like those yeah. sorts of terrains and visuals. That sounds cool. So yeah, you have like a couple of like example ones, but you can also make one up if if you've got other ideas in your head. So salt crusted tundra immediately jumps out to me as a phrase, especially kind of mm. I picture it, it it tying nicely in with my my humanity and sort of being sort of prickly. I love the idea that it is this uh th- that that same sort of like uh of sharpness is on a lot of this like these kind of like salt outcroppings. Mm. That's very cool to me. And the thing that you had said that really jumped out to me that I want to integrate in some way, uh, it, when you were describing these worlds, you had said, like, a remnant of sorrow might literally drop gravestones and the idea of, like, naturally <laughs> forming – the idea of naturally forming structures, but I haven't decided mm. what I want that structure to be and I got to think about this. Honestly, I just keep thinking about metal obelisks and, like, that is very cool to me. Yeah, I like that as well. It's very just like like strange metal obelisks of like varying sizes. Some of them are so large that like you could build an entire community on them. Some of they face in different directions. They're not all perfectly upright. Some of them are. Some of them are jutting out of the ground. But it's just it looks as though it, it looks as though you're playing a video game and some of the <laughs> textures haven't loaded and there's just these mm. these very geometric shapes. That just appear in the in oh in the ground, like it's just it, it, it. There are just these blocks, these sort of abnormal looking blocks that just jut out of places. I love it, and and like one of your answers was that one of your home terrains was the remnant's body itself, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Which is the remnant made out of? Is it like a salt-crusted tundra, or is it made out of these metal obelisks? Oh, I think it's made out of the obelisks. That just feels. Mm. That just feels. And I, yeah, because I love the idea that that this that the space was the tundra, and these obelisks just started emerging. Hmm. And I just like. Do Do we have a picture of what the remnant looks like? Do you have an idea? Like, is it fractally, or is it something else? I. Love the idea of it being fractally. I specifically love the idea that it looks like fractally in the sense that you look at it and like if you've ever watched a video of like a fractal set where they like map it out on a graph and like you zoom in and it's just the same and you watch it, you kind of watch it sort of like loop on itself. That's the Mm. vibe that I get. Like when you naturally stare at it, it feels like you're watching it loop. It's of this... It's of this like strange, like not quite, not quite possible geometric shape. Yeah, 
And it just, and as you watch it, it feels like you watch it zoom in every time you lock eyes, every time you like lock eyes on its, on the core of its, of its being. The other image I've sort of got in my head is also like iron filings as well. Yeah. When you put like a magnet under those and they just kind of erupt, like that's how I kind of imagine it. Yeah. Sort of. I love that. Coming out of the ground. And then it's just like constantly like iron filings, but constantly moving in weird ways. Yeah. 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 And we're on top of that, which is going to be interesting. I love that also because, like, it it feels almost like it feels almost like to be properly on top of that is like is to be almost like walking on a cloud a little bit, mm. and that's fascinating to me. Yeah, like finding these little the, the 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 visual of jumping from space to space on these like on these these. These what feel like fragments that like float around this this like almost like like jumping around atoms around a around a, a molecule is very kind of <laughs> cool as hell to me. Yeah, except some of them are the size of entire islands, and some of them are 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 barely large enough to stand on. And it's like there's a lot. Of, I picture a lot of like a lot of jumping, and that's cool. Yeah, is are there any like. Because I know you've got the thing which is about like flora and fauna, and maybe we 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 will just find this out as we play and stuff. But like, it, is there any like flora and fauna that you think lives on here, or should, should we leave that as a? <sighs> the one thing I want to say, I, I'm going to say the answer. I don't know it yet, and I think we'll get there. Mm. Answer is unabashedly yes. Like, there's absolutely yep. flora and fauna that live. On these, on these, these shards, these, these floating bits, but I, I think I need to see them in play before we find out what they are. Yeah. Your question to me, which we had, was about like, what, what did we see? Mm -hmm. What, what did Vistral see from the remnant, and like, what did they? What story did they hear? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what the story is yet, but I love the idea that for a moment they managed to like hold these like moving bits in like a pattern like mm -hmm. in place and maybe the envoy that wants to keep me here like saw me doing that and like i just love the image of them being in the center of this you know miles long torrent of like moving metal fractals mm -hmm. and there's just like this perfect stillness around them as they're doing like their spirit skimming mm. like that's the image that's in my head that's wonderful. That's very cool. I love that. Uh, yeah, I love that. And honestly, like, I love that. Like, as uh, the I, I think as far as Grouse knows, it is only it is only that sense of stillness is all that you've gotten from it. And maybe there's more. Maybe there's more that Vistral can share later. But like, as far as as far as Grouse knows, like, all you've gotten is that is that sense of stillness, right? Like, yeah, which feels itself kind of impossible. So what do we think the territory's emotion is? I'm gonna is it, go ahead. I, I was gonna say is it somehow like the opposite of that or I think it's gotta be it's gotta be the opposite of that. It's gotta be tied to to movement and chaos and energy. Restlessness. Honestly, it might be I think restless I think I I think it's restless. like restlessness feels perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna pipe type restless I in think there and just that's what i'm doing as well yeah um and we start at that 
at different levels depending on like what we answered for our questions. And because I said no, this place will never be my home. Uh, I I start with that at minus one, which is really interesting. What's really interesting about that in relation to both of our characters is I feel like it immediately puts our characters slightly at odd with like it changes. I know it changes Grouse in a very tangible way. Mm. And I'm, and I feel like it might also change Vistral in that, like, that means Grouse has a restlessness of plus two, <laughs> which really fundamentally, like, which puts into focus, like, what Grouse does and, like, why he does it in a really fun and interesting way, which is, like, I had said I didn't want him to be kind of the reluctant uh, mentor figure. I almost feel like he is kind of the opposite, where, like, he's always looking for something to do. Like, like, there's always someone who needs something. There's always someone that needs a guide. And like, if he, if someone isn't coming to him, he's going to other people. Yeah. And and being grouse, like being being tired, I think that like he doesn't. He's not. I think he doesn't come out and outright say it. Like, I want to help you with this. I think he's just very. If you ask him, he is he is very much the the kind of of guy who, if you ask him for something, like if you ask him how to do something, he'll just offer to do it himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very. I'm just. I'll just take care of it. It's not a problem. I I got I got this. And secretly, he's just so excited to be doing a thing. Yeah, and it's really interesting to me that like Vistral is so low on that, and like what that means for them like considering that they want to leave this place mm -hmm. or like seem to or like the community wants to leave this place maybe they're just bound by that but there's something interesting about them almost being the antithesis of this remnant but somehow being able to communicate with it is yeah. just fascinating to me and so last but not least before we before we play out a scene a, a mm. few scenes is we've got some bonds yeah yeah so like normally like you'd start with like a bunch of bonds with like different people. I think you can start with like three bonds, mm -hmm. um, and some of those you get through like the answers to the questions you do. But I think we should definitely just create a bond with each other. Yeah, and and we'll have that to play with. And if we feel like there's one that comes up as we play, we can always create that there and then. Um, so bonds in this have like you choose the person uh, who you have a bond with. Um, you choose an emotion. To represent mm. like how you feel towards that person, and then you also like write a statement which is like gives that more context or like a little bit more sharpness in play. Mm. So yeah, I'm just gonna think my fruit. So your name is Grouse, and the emotion that you choose like doesn't have to be an emotion that's named on your sheet. It can be any emotion you mm. like. Um, I'm just trying to think like, what is my feeling towards you? Do you have an idea of like how you feel towards Vistral? One of the one of the bonds on on my sheet is very interesting, and I feel like fits Vistral really well. Uh, which mm. is uh, Vistral longs to join me on my travels, and perhaps finally they're ready. Okay, yeah, I, I, I that feels I, I really like that. Uh, I really like that that sense of. And it also like plays really nicely off of the uh, the experience that like you've kind of just had, of you just like really experienced kind of like what the uh, 
what the the maybe the remnants like what it what it's actually like to interact with a remnant and in my mind like that's what it really took to finally like to make you to 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 make me see you as someone that like i can i can take on a on a journey or take on a on an expedition or on a mission or like on a job Mm. is like is like it you you understood so much of like the magic and the spirits and all these things but the one piece of the puzzle that I felt you were missing was like you hadn't really like you had you had studied it, but not really experienced it. And this was the first time maybe experiencing it. Yeah. And I think my bond back to you, I'm going to play on like a very similar thing, um, which is I'm going to go for like the emotion hopeful. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go for grouse listens intently to my performances. I will nature that curiosity. Well, like, I guess instead of listens will be watches, but like, I love the idea that Grouse is fascinated by like the, the spirit skimming that I do. Hmm. I don't know whether that, that's true or not, but like, at least from like Vistral's perspective, like Grouse seems interested in them. And I think Vistral's kind of just a little bit hopeful that that means something more. I'm putting down encouraging for my emotion. Mm. I think I, I see this as like, I see you as having tremendous immense immense potential yeah and i think like i think that i i want to kind of push you to be the you that i think you have the potential to be i like that Yeah, i've seen so many people like i've seen so many people i've done so many jobs i've i've worked with so many storytellers and artists and all these things and i i look at you and i'm like you have such profound you have such profound potential that I want to help you realize it. That sounds good. I, I like that. I, I like that this is just like a very, almost like feeling each other out kind yeah. of relationship. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, so, so your bonds also start um, at like normal. So like basically, uh, like there are some, what we're calling stitches in this game, which like mm-hmm. track different things, a bit like clocks. Um. And so you start with like two of the three of those filled in and like that can change over time. Like that can go up and down. And I will say that I do start with like an extra bond uh, that is defined, which is I start with a bond with my concepts. I start with a bond with myth, um, which I've chosen as trusting. Like I trust in, in that. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. My statement is I serve the old stories and they serve me. So yeah, I'm interested to see how that like plays out as we, as we play a little bit. And with that, do we I uh, do we wanna do we wanna set a scene and, and, and play out some story? Yeah, that sounds good. Um So what what is the first I, I think what I want is to say if I am taking you through to this other remnant. Yeah. And that's gonna mean navigating from like our terrain to the other to another space. I yeah. I kind of want to uh I want to I want to ask you a question. I want to do kind of the opposite of how we fleshed out like our 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 current remnants uh like terrain and domains uh I want to flesh out kind of do the kind of go the opposite of that and ask you uh what is the first just like top of your head the first emotion instinct vibe what's the first thing that comes to mind like what's in what is the first the first thing that pops into your head I'm trying to remember what the word is for it, but like, I guess like scrappiness. So I'm looking like I've got a board 
like ahead of me with like a load of like postcards and stuff on. Mm -hmm. And I can see like one of those postcards is like a load of birds. And do you know, like when birds are fighting over like seats? Yeah. And they're like ho hopping around and like kind of having that like like little squabbly moment where it's not serious, but like it's that, like that emotion. Almost like, like that perkiness almost. I you'll Moxie. Yeah. <laughs> Moxie, yeah. I oh god, that the uh, a remnant of Moxie is so freaking cool. Like I'm immediately So yeah, I think like I think I am taking you I think like we are our community we've been studying our remnant for a very long time. Yeah. And I think that like our remnants we don't I think there are there are segments of our community that don't see that work is done yet. Yeah. Which is partially why you're kind of going off on your own a little bit here. Yeah, that makes and sense to me. So I think like I am taking you I am taking you to like see this remnant for the first time. Which are means you a part Oh, go ahead. Oh please go ahead. I, I was gonna ask, are you a part of our community? And and like I guess what I mean by that, especially if you've been in here a while, like maybe you are by like de facto, but have you always been a part, or is it like we rocked up here one day? I love a very classic Jeff Stormer answer is a little bit of both. Mm. And I think my answer here is yes and no. I am a part of the community, but I don't share the community's purpose. Yeah. Like I am a part of the community in a very utilitarian sense, in a very like like local sense. Like I, I travel with you wherever the community goes, like I go with you. Like I am part of the community in that sense, and I'm part of the community in that like I, I I live with I live in the community, I help the members of the community, but like I am not tied to the community at all in terms of helping like it's like my mission, like my mission, my purpose, I have no particular interest in like studying and interpreting the stories of the remnants. Like I mm. am here because I am in this community because like I think at one point, whether it's been recently or a long time ago, we crossed paths and I had a skill set. I brought things to the table like I was useful. And I am someone that likes being likes feeling useful, right? Like I am someone that I am someone that likes feeling useful. I am someone that likes having a purpose and likes helping people. Yeah. And I found that this was a community that often needed someone to to guide people through things. And that's something that I am good at. And so I have been doing that with the community for a very long time. I like that. And so, like, are we joining this at the moment where we're going to go see this new remnant? I think so. I think I love I, I, I the one question I want to ask to set this up a little bit is like how did you ask Grouse to, to guide you here? Was this something that was this sort of a mundane ask? Was this something that you kind of approached Grouse in secret? Was this something that that like you've talked openly about for a long time like what do you picture what do you picture as sort of the moment that you approach grouse and say like we need to we need to go and see this yeah i'm looking back at like my restless stat and it being so bad and having 
one of the interesting things about like emotions in the system is like it's not about like how much you feel that thing or like or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. like how 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 well does it go when you feel that thing? Mm. Like how comfortable are you in that? How like controlled are you Got when it. you do that? Got it. Yeah. Okay. And I just love the idea of being like, maybe I am very restless. Like maybe I'm more restless than everyone else in my community, but like that's the and thing that's that what gets, gets you me into trouble. trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's really, really good. So I love the idea that when I was growing up and like while I was like probably like apprenticing and like learning this trade that I've got and like learning how to commune with remnants and like interpret them and all of that stuff that our community does. Like we were moving around a lot and we were going to a lot of different places, but I love the idea that we've been here for a few years and maybe, maybe it's like a slow process. Like maybe the, over like the last few weeks, like when we're sat around like one night, you know, having some food or like having some drinks or something like that, like just approaching you and asking you for stories about other places. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of impetus kind of grows over time. Like maybe I share a little bit about like what happened with the remnant and like the stillness that we found there. But like, there's also like, you can sense that I'm sort of like deeply bored. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm there like, I'm asking you about other stuff because I want to, because I want to see other stuff. Like you yeah. maybe ask me for more details about like, what did the remnant tell you and all of that stuff. And I just changed the subject all of the time. Like this wondrous thing has happened to me, but I'm not interested in it. I love it. And I, I love that. I love that being far more in control of my restlessness. I love that I'm kind of the worst possible influence for you in this <laughs> moment where like, I, I think I very quickly pick up on that and like, I, I think that's almost why we jump in right in that moment of us all already kind of like mid embark because like there's not some like neither of us have to kind of convince the other mm. because like I pick up that you're bored and I'm always bored. And so there's just it's very it's very much a snowball of like we're kind of on the road before we even fully kind of have pieced together what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'd love to ask, what is Grouse's idea of what is happening when you're taking me to see this remnant? Like, what is Grouse's hope here? Is it just like, you're going to show me this thing and then we're going to go back? (sighs) I kind of think that is the case. Okay. Because I kind of think it is really, I think that Grouse is approaching this. This is very much not doing someone a favor, which is how Grouse approaches most of, of his work. This is very much in the space of, hey, you want to go see something cool? And like sneaking off to go see something cool. And I think the first thing you notice, or like you've noticed there's like we're walking, probably like hopping between like these different shifting bits of of this remnant, is Vistral is carrying a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, Like one of my gear things that I've got is, is pockets filled with absolutely useless things. Mm. And I'm just imagining that I've got a backpack that looks slightly too heavy and I've got like pockets of bits of like scrolls and stuff like that in and like blank paper and I'm carrying a lot of stuff. And I, I think yeah. you easily pick up on like, oh, Vistral isn't intending to come back. I I'm, I, I, I love that. I love that a lot. And I think like I'm I'm grappling with that, but I'm also kind of, I'm going to ask actually for a move right now. Hmm. 
because I think I want to, I want to be able to kind of probe, uh, probe Vistral's mind a little bit, right? Like, or rather, or, or I want to, I want to call for the uh, the read a person move because I think yeah. I think I'm trying to understand why Vistral is leaving, right? Or like what you're looking for, what you're looking to get out of leaving. I think I'm looking to see what what you're getting out of leaving. Yeah. Cool. So when you read a person's mood, intent, and reaction, say what you're paying attention to, and then roll. So, so what are you paying attention to me, to of me? I think I'm paying attention to what you're carrying and to what you're what you're saying as we are both kind of talking about like what we're seeing on this remnant and what we're seeing in this space. Which I, I will ask you, I, I will throw this to you after I make this move to give me some some visuals, or maybe mm. I will throw in some as well. But like as we're talking about like the changing landscapes and the and we're kind of hopping and talking about these remnants and talking about these stories that we've heard and all this stuff, I'm paying attention to what you're saying and to like the tone with which you're saying it to just kind of understand like like I know what I'm doing here is just like taking you to see something cool. I'm trying to really truly understand like beyond just you're not leaving, like what is it you're trying to get out of this? Yeah. That makes sense to me. The the one like image I have of what this place is like, like we're talking about like restlessness. Like I was trying to work out like what is the weather like right now? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about restlessness and my mind instantly goes to like thunderstorms. And, and, and my mind went to the same place for Moxie, and it's re- I think mm. it's really interesting. If it's, I think those two together, the, what I get is, um, like he, I forget the term for like when it's a thunderstorm, but it's like from the heat, like a dry thunderstorm. Yeah, where it's dry, it's just like a dry, hot wind, and it's just thunder cracking. Right, like that's that's that that feels very like that feels very restless, but also with sort of a a sort of defiance to it is like mm. is like no rain no water no no nothing just just the the rage of thunder in the air and we are on this like miles long titan made of metal yeah and i just imagine all i'm imagining is like like slightly differently colored thunder like maybe like greenish blue just hitting mm-hmm. the high points of this and just dissipating through its body oh see i the visual that i get I think the thing that we see mm. is like a lightning bolt hits a piece of it and it being metal, like it, it, it almost reflects off of it. Ooh. So you kind of see like, instead of it just cracking in one place, it kind of pinballs between like a, a ton <laughs> of these different like metal obelisk structures. Yep. So you watch a lightning bolt just like ping, 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 and, like, bounce around all of these spaces, and, like, each time a lightning bolt hits, you kind of watch it go from place to place, and you kind of have to, like, duck your head just to, like, because you're not 100% sure if it's going to come towards (laughs) the one that you're standing on. How have we been living here for three years? I think, I I, I think it's a level (laughs) of, there's, there's a level of, um, there's a level of learned, uh, of learned caution. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of my, like, it's a thing that I genuinely love about, like, when you live in a place for long enough, and you just know, you just know that, the, you know the little things, 
In the same way that, like, if you live in a house and it's like, you gotta turn the hot water on the shower, you gotta turn it all the way up, but then turn it right down, cause it's, cause it's not gonna get hot unless you turn it all the way up, and then you gotta turn <laughs> it down just a, you gotta turn it down immediately, cause it's gonna get steaming hot, you cannot step in that shower until, yep. like, it's those ways that, like, that we've been living here just like, so like, there are things that if someone were to look at this from the outside would go, what the hell are you doing? And it's like, well, cause that lightning bolt's going to come to, and like, we have like a whole process of just like, we've learned the rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to be at the points that are highest. Yeah. Like always moving to like the lower parts of its body. is kind of interesting. I love it. Okay, so reading a person then. Um, so the question I'm going to ask is, how is Grouse feeling? Grouse is feeling... My gut says... My gut says... Uh, uh, can I... Could I... Like, does, does encouraging come into play here? Because that's like my first instinct, or maybe wise. Mm. Those are my two instincts. Yeah, so you can choose either of those. Um, if you choose encouraging because you don't have that as like a named emotion, you just roll with fabric. Okay, I'm gonna roll um, with encouraging because yeah. I think I, I think that my goal here is really like I like helping people and like I I see this I see this as I thought that what you wanted was just seeing something cool, but I see something much much broader in that, and so I want to like I want to help you. I want to know what I, what what you need so I can maybe help you find it. Uh, it didn't work though because I did roll a six. Cool. Um, and and the other thing to watch out for is like if you roll a double. I did not case. roll a double. Okay. I rolled a four and a two, yeah. but yeah, I rolled a six. So on a miss, I will ask one from the above. The fates will ask one back, and I must answer truthfully. I mean, that sounds like the best possible answer. Here, it does. Right? It does. I'm gonna ask straight up. What are what are your what are your intentions? Because um, I think that's the question that I'm trying to get at. Yeah, uh, Vistral is fully intending to run away. Mm. I I think you're like watching me and like talking to me and like you just get like a sense of almost like absence, right? I'm not. I'm having a conversation just purely through. I'm just having a conversation without paying attention to that conversation. I'm just doing it. Yeah. And like you, you watch as like one of these like bolts of like the, the lightning strikes down, like not too far away from us, but like not close enough to be dangerous. And I just barely react to it mm. the entire time. Like my eyes are just locked on like, I say horizon, but like the horizon of the remnants body. Yeah. 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 Like I'm looking you can just tell that I'm looking for a glimpse of this remnant, and I think of like the new remnant. We should have named these; that might have helped. But oh well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a glimpse of like this new remnant, and just especially with like all of the stuff I'm carrying, you just get the sense I'm not. My intent isn't to come back. Like I'm, I'm intended to jump across and just go, mm -hmm. at least for a little while. I, I and I guess I love, I love yeah, that. Okay, so ask me. Uh, have the fa the fates must ask me a question back. Yeah, um, I I think the thing that I like is the question like, what do they want from me? So like, what do you want from Vistral? Not Vist yeah, Vist Vistral. What do I want from Vistral? I want you to find your purpose. Hmm. I I want you to. I want you to, to I want you to crystal. I want Vistral to crystallize. 
this sense, this dreaming that they have into a purpose. I want them to, I want them to be able to not just, to not just want a thing, but to, to want a thing and have a plan to get it. Yeah. I, I, and if, if that, and if they can find that here, if they can't find that in our, in our current community, then, then so be it. But I want them to, I, like, I, I want them to be able to seize their, seize their full potential and, and knowing that to, that like where they are now or where they've been, where they're just, they have this, they have this overwhelming desire I want them to I want them to push that further into a space where they can they can become something greater and they can they they can they can they can want something enough that they that they lock in and chase after it as opposed to merely wanting something in the air. Hmm. And do you think that like this current intent that I have like this current plan is going to achieve that? <sighs> I I hope it does, and I fear that it won't. Mm. I I hope it does, and I think that there's a real potential for it too. I just I just hope that it does not disappoint you, because I fear that if it if it if it disappoints you, that it's going to crush that that dream and that desire and that want, and it's going to it's going it's going to to move away from that. Yeah. Sounds like there's like a lot resting in your hands. Yeah, yeah, I think there really is. <laughs> but like in a way that it shouldn't really be. It is that nice thing that I like about Grouse as a character so far is like, does Grouse need to care about this? Probably not, but he is. Yeah, very much so. Like, like I don't have like I I don't need this. Isn't this isn't so? This is something that I am choosing to care too much about. Hmm. One of one of the questions I've got actually is uh you do have like a companion listed on your sheet, which is I think you've got like a, a an animal, right? Yeah. It, is that animal with us? I think it is. I picture it being a giant grasshopper mm. with big giant saddlebags. Uh the thing its name is Harumph. <laughs> uh and it's it is a giant grasshopper with saddlebags. Uh, and I, its skills are wagon pulling. It pulls a little wagon behind it. Um, and also I, I gave it bull rushing. <laughs> I, I quite, I, I picture this is just an old, stubborn, cranky grasshopper that is real good at like, it's got kind of a, a little bit of a sleigh behind it. Mm. Um, like maybe it's like three or four sleighs that have been kind of like tied together and it like carries them along and also, uh, it's real good at just jumping in a straight line, which is real useful for where we live. And also, like, it can just jump kind of battering ram into a thing. <laughs> like, in the, like I, 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 I picture if you ask me about Harumph, I'm like, I don't, I don't tell him what to do. I sort of just tell him where to go and he figures out the rest. And like, it's like, it, it, my directing Harumph is like, I kind of like slap it on the, on the back and I'm like, Let's go. We're going. We're going that way. And you just watch this <laughs> this grasshopper pulling its leg just jump. And yeah. sometimes it jumps through a thing, right? Like sometimes it makes the call of like, oh, that thing needs to get knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like there being little like bits of fabric that work as like parachutes for the mm -hmm. for the sleighs as it like falls down. 
Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so so like this grasshopper is just probably taking a different path around us, just occasionally jumping ahead of us. Yeah, I think that I think and I, I think as we're doing this, I think I'm watching you. I'm watching you get ready to leave. And I think there's there's the the the, the moment that I'm most excited about. Mm. And I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask us both for some terrain and then I'm gonna ask you to make a move. Okay. Because this might be a game where we only make two moves, but I feel like we've done so much wonderful world building that I think it's honestly for the best. No, that that's that's fine. <laughs> um, I, I I'm curious about what the what the moment is like when we make we fully make the shift from. Uh, I'm just gonna call I'm gonna call our remnant restlessness. We make the shift from restlessness to moxie. What that looks like. Like yeah. what is what is the first space that we find? What is the first space we find ourselves in when we are fully immersed in the terrain of of Moxie? Yeah. So I had like this wonderful moment yesterday where I saw some friends that I've not seen for ages, and we have just adopted a dog, and they adopted a dog like a couple of years ago, mm. and we like we introduced them, and we got like a fair, like we went for a walk, and then we took them back, and they were in our garden, which is pretty small. Um, and they were like playing with each other and like almost like full on like padding each other with like their paws and wrestling. And mm-hmm. uh, imagine if like two geological forces were doing that. Mm. Like I imagine that's what this liminal space looks like. So the, 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 the structures that I get on that are the structures that I get on that are I get geysers. Mm. The idea, like the sense of like water and land are like fighting and like battling it out. I get geysers, and I get like um, I get sort of um, I, I, the only way I can describe it is like air jets, like places where like like the land kind of bursts forth in like a little mini like tor like tornado, like a heat jet, like pops out of the earth, and like I'm picturing a lot of like. Of spaces where things happen, right? Like, uh, like caves sort of naturally form and collapse, and you kind of see it happen in real time. Yeah, these are the kind of spaces that I imagine us us being in at this moment. Yeah, and I sort of love the idea of, like, we spoke about like the remnants either being physical or like spirit. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that like the one we're on is definitely like physical. I think like mm-hmm. the form of it, and I love the idea of. This other one just being this big, like, burrowing ghost, almost. Yeah. So, like, all of the stuff that's happening is because it's there and it's creating this effect, but that's not the body of it itself. Yeah. And I'm trying to work out, like, in between those cracks, as, like, these, like, maybe the gusts of air are part of the remnant. Like, what lets us know that it's, like, there is something there that is a remnant that's, like, this big spirit shape or form underneath the earth? Do we see glimpses of that? Oh yeah, for sure. We definitely do. You can see it in the because, like, the thing about it, like a jet or a geyser, is it's going to leave a hole, mm. and like the holes as part of this site, this visual of like the world collapsing on itself, is like those holes get sealed up quickly. But I'm going to ask you, what happens when you look? What do you like? You see a glimpse of this thing under the ground that is like a remnant, and you have a moment. Because I think I also I want to have a I want to I want to I want to call for a moment from Grouse and then I want to throw a moment to you and say like what is the moment between you and this remnant like when you get like a really clear glimpse of it at the bottom of like this seemingly bottomless hole. 
Yeah. I think... I think, like, I'm imagining what this looks like as I'm, like... I'm almost imagining myself, like, holding on to, like, one of these bits of, like, metal that has sprung from the oven. It's kind of, like, still dancing and twisting beneath my hand. And I'm, like, leaning out over, looking down as this thing sort of, like, rolls forward and all of these geysers mm-hmm. and, like, st- jets come out and then roll back. Like, in, like, that kind of scrappy, playful way. Mm-hmm. And you can see these bits coming out. I think, like, a chasm opens. And I look down and it's almost, like, layered patterns over each other. Like, almost... Like, miles deep, as far as I can see, it's just, like, almost, like, snowflakey forms kind of forming over each other, but, like, translucent. Yeah. I love that. And That's beautiful. I think maybe the thing that, like, is here for Vistral, and, like, maybe Vistral, like, turns to Grouse a little bit here and is like, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a... Can I still climb it? I think... I think, uh... I think Grouse... Grouse, like, leans forward a little bit, and, like, is like, well, maybe? Maybe not. But... I'm certain you can skim it. They're not always going to be something easy that you walk across and that you you set up a camp on and that you live on for a couple years. This this ain't exactly my this ain't exactly the second remnant that I've seen. This ain't exactly the I've seen I've seen a lot of them and they're all different and they all you gotta kind of learn to speak their language. They they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna meet you on your terms. You have to meet them on their terms. Take me down. I want you to take me down. And I think I'm, like, making a move here. Okay. Yeah. Which is uh, demand action, which is, like, a bond move. Yeah. Which is when you demand action from someone you have a bond with, um, say what you want them to do and what they risk if they refuse. And I pick one for, like, each, like, mark in our bond. Mm-hmm. And we've got two, so I get to pick two of these. The options are they either risk their reputation your faith and trust in them, your retribution, or a further debt. Mm. And I think the ones that make sense to me here are like definitely your faith and trust, which is like you'll have to weaken we'll have to mm-hmm. weaken our bond if you refuse me. And I think a further debt. Like mm-hmm. I was looking at the other ones and that's the one that makes sense. Like the idea that if you won't take me this time, I will absolutely expect you to take me next time. And I think I'm going to I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what you ask and strengthen my bond with you. Okay. I think that's exactly what happened. So I think I'm gonna immediately make a move as well. I'm gonna lead you through danger. Cool. That sounds good. So what is the danger? Or do you want me to set that up? The danger here is I think the danger here is is twofold. Mm. I think the danger here is one is the natural terrain of this, like finding ways down, like 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 caves are going to be collapsing, and like the ground <laughs> is going to be opening up into like uh, crevasses of sand, and it's going to be like profoundly dangerous to get down there. Yep. And then the other danger that I really want to throw out, I just I love the idea of having this visual in the background. Is let me look at the name just to remind myself. I think there's a there's a momentary flashback. 
there's a momentary flashback to uh, an interaction that I had a few days ago before we embarked on this a few days ago with the envoy of restlessness. What do you think the envoy of restlessness looks like? Yeah, like especially the one that's interested in me. Yeah. The image I have in my head is do you know when you have like a cartoon and yeah. like you have like something like a shadow or like usually a bad guy that's interested in like someone in the story and they're mm-hmm. kind of like just circling round in like this very extended way. Yeah. I sort of love that idea like this sort of like swirling form Mm. Maybe sort of skittering, they're just kind of like bounds between, like these like moving bits playing, of metal. Playing off of the fractal nature of it, I think it is a swirling bunch of like iron, uh, mm. iron, uh, fragments. Or uh, I think it is it is like a smaller cloud that looks like our larger cloud that we've been walking on. Yeah, is sort of swirling. I think there's a moment like. Where, like, I have been made aware that I think this envoy, like, made me aware of the furrow and was like, you need to understand, like, you need, like, this community is not done studying restlessness and the only way that you can truly know how to protect it is by understanding it. Yeah. Like, the furrow is coming. Yes. And if, if, if you, if they... If we embark on this journey, like there's a genuine threat that we will be seen and we will we will we will be forced, you know, could we'll, we'll we'll lead the furrow, we'll lead this this conquering force, we'll lead this this colonizing force to this 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 natural entity that we don't have any knowledge about. Like that that you know, like by learning by learning about these things, like it serves a real purpose. There is a communion that happens between remnant and and studier, where like we learn we we learn things, we learn how to connect with this thing, which means we learn how to protect this thing, and we learn like what needs to be protected versus what how it can protect itself. We might be leading ourselves directly into a space where we don't have that that freedom. We don't have that option. Mm. Are, are we? Are we leading the furrow into like the next place? I think we might be. I think that's the danger. Is like if yeah. we are sodded, if we like if we're not careful, I think it's in the back of my mind of like if we're not careful. Yeah. It, it could we could lead we could lead a very bad presence into a place that that could cause a tremendous amount of harm. I love the idea cuz like I was trying in my in my mind to be like okay, like the furrow is here and I love the idea of this envoy wanting me to stay, but I don't want that to be like you are chosen to do like protect this. Like you are going yeah. to fix this. Like I, I think it's like, I think it's I think it's I think it's a, a community level thing. I think it is like is like it is a, a, a union between community and and remnant of like collectively this thing must be protected. Yeah. And I also just like the idea like there's lots of stuff around they like, wanna <laughs> I've been like looking after some like tadpoles recently because like one of the local mm-hmm. ponds just dries out every year and i was like right, i'll just take like a, a small amount and raise them into frogs and put them back and one of the things you have to do is like put them back to the same pond so that like any like plants and stuff that shouldn't be there aren't going to yeah. spread to like other water courses and i just love it being that like the furrow is if we move the furrow is going to follow us and yeah. like, maybe that's why this community has been here for so long when they normally move so much faster it's because people in the community know that 
I love that. And the, the envoy has, com- that, that also means the envoy has communicated that to us, which probably yeah. means that this is a much longer relationship to Grouse. Like, we've, I've been told this many times, like, you've got to be careful. Like, there is a thing watching, there is a presence watching you that is waiting. And as long as you're here, you're safe and you can, you can do the things to, to help be protected. But like, if you move, like, there's a real, there's a real danger. And so, I'm kind of knowingly like weighing those risks and still choosing to kind of lead you through this. That's really interesting. And I think that I think the emotion that I'm feeling here is practical, right? Like I think okay. it is very I I know I this is this is my this is my comfort zone. This is yeah. what I do. This is my job. Okay. So the, the the tips that I have here even if the terrain doesn't make sense, these are things that I know. Yeah. I know what to look for. So I'm going to roll plus two. And that is somehow still a six. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So when you lead people through danger, uh, whether yourself or others, you roll. And on a miss, the fates choose. You fail to overcome the danger and they make a move as hard as they like. Or escaping it is costly and they choose as many as they like from the seven to nine list. I'm trying to work out like what we want to... Because there's obviously a lot of danger inherent in just like moving between these spaces. And I'm just like wary of time. I think this will be a good cliffhanger. I think like, like yeah. I think we can set up like a really compelling cliffhanger here of like mm. I think that maybe maybe we maybe we get there. I like the idea of just Vistral getting there. I do too. That's exactly where my head was going. Yeah. Like I love the image. How how are you leading us through danger? Like I imagine this is a drop, right? Like that there's this metal yeah. shape and it probably slopes a little bit, but then it gets very sheer. It's a and lot. Like, of, I think it's a. I think it's a lot of drops. It's like a series yeah. of drop downs, right? Like it's kind of like dropping down. If you've there's a there's a there's a Nintendo game an NES game. Uh, Battletoads has a level, mm. the of which it is literally like all downward, where you just are going down like a canyon, and then that's kind of what I picture. It's like you kind of have to drop from platform to platform and like repel yourself down a little bit. Yeah. And all the while, there's like this shifting tide of geology just crashing mm-hmm. into it as well. And yeah, yeah. Um, and is the envoy following us, just down the side of this of its remnant? I think. I think part way through, I realize that no, but I realize. I think. I think why I don't make it is I realize that the furrow, like I see it, and I think the furrow is like the visual that I get is like constructing. Picture like naturally forming beams, like steel beams between surfaces. Oh yeah, I thought you said beams for a moment and was like, okay, <laughs> interesting yeah, direction. Beams, beams. yeah, yeah, no, like steel, no, like steel, yeah, like metal. steel rods, right? Like, yeah. uh, like imagine like the frame of a skyscraper is slowly forming, and like that's the furrow, like coming up the side of of this remnant, like scaffolding, or like coming down behind Ooh, us, like it has yeah. found us and is coming down and. There's a moment where there's a moment where I see this and I look at you and I'm like, you got to go. You got to go, kid. I don't think I hear you. I think my eyes are just so focused onwards that I've not seen the danger. That's a beautiful closing moment of like, that means that I got what I want in the most tragic way possible. Hmm. Like, I'm watching you go off and do the thing that you're meant to do. And I'm watching you, like, I'm watching you, like, realize, realize your potential and realize, like, what I see is your, 
as what you could be. And I'm like, I can't go with you. If I go with you, like I can go with you or I can try to lead this force somewhere else, which means that like in this moment, you're going to get to the bottom of this cave and I'm not going to be there. Yeah. I I think there is a cave, maybe like halfway up the side of this remnant that is just kind of like swept here. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like jump down, like grasping on some of like the branches that surround it, like the entrance of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's at this moment, it's like my feet, crunch against like dirt instead of metal that i look yeah. back and i can see you further back than i thought you were like on the side of 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 like the restlessness mm -hmm. and i can see this other shape like rushing towards you yeah or like rushing towards me probably but you're and in I, the way I, of it i think it rushes partially towards you and i do something like i maybe like jump across the thing and like you watch Kind of the frames of this, of like us, a, a living frames of a skyscraper start to chase after me. Mm. And it's, it's past even a moment where we can like lock eyes or have any communication, but you see me lead this thing in a direction, like down one of these natural caves. Yeah. D do we want to make the roll to see how that goes? Yes. I, yes. I think we do. I think this will be our closing roll. Yeah. And I think the one I'm looking at is hold someone's attention. Yep. Which is when you deliberately hold someone's attention, say how you're keeping it and roll. So how is Grouse feeling in this moment? <sighs> Restless. Mm. I think it's, I, I don't think I'm thinking very clearly. I think I'm just, <laughs> I think it's all, I think it's all, it's all panic. It's all panic and focus, right? Like it's, yeah. it's just, it's all terror. <laughs> but like channeled in this way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, just, I, I just got to keep moving. I'm not bored. <laughs> my roll. That is an eight. We almost, almost, uh, almost, uh, almost succeed, fully succeeded at one of the rolls today. <laughs> yeah, like that's a mixed, mixed success. Yeah. So you get to pick one. Um, so you shift their opinion of you. You keep them distracted. They reveal their feelings about something or they share something useful. I am going to keep them distracted. I yeah. think it is, I am merely, I am buying you the opportunity to get where you're going. Yeah. Cool. I think, oh no, yeah, like I, I realized, and the other part of it is like, it's not just you pick one, you both pick one. Yeah. Um. So they get to pick one of you, which is interesting. Um. I think you share something useful. Mm. I think you share... Is it that you shared like the way out or yeah. something else? Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I love that I get out. I love that. Like, I mean, I'm really good at this, right? Like I get, I get out, but the only, but like th there's a really, there's a, there's a really tragic moment where like I am faced with that idea of like the heroic sacrifice and I don't take it. Mm. Yeah. Like I could, like I could leave this thing underground, have the thing collapse around both of us. And I don't take that. I don't yeah. take that opportunity, which means that there will be many more struggles against the furrow to come. But I simply like I'm, it. It wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't what I what I needed to do today. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't make that call today. So it ends like with you maybe jumping onto this like new remnant just further away. Yeah. And and the last thing that we see is you standing in the standing in this massive cave, looking at this thrashing snowflake figure mm, yeah and maybe like 
reaching out with like one of my hands. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's the smaller hands that do this actually. Yeah. And like starting to like pull like strands of spirit upwards. Yep. And like the fingers just kind of tw- like twirling it. I love it. What a good closing visual. Mm. And that's game. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my that god, was this fun. was amazing! <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Oh, Let's this was it. good. Oh, I loved this so yeah. much. Thank you so much. Oh, I love playing this game. I mean, I made oh. it, but like, I also love playing it, and I think that's I mean, also good. You do not have to justify that statement to me. Yeah. There is nothing quite like playing the game that you wrote because uh, we're all writing things for our own amusement. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice when you play with other people who, like, you know, we we don't know each other. Like, it's nice yeah. when it like works and it plays well, and like everyone has fun. Like, that's always yeah. just a oh, it's great. This was so much fun. Thank you yeah. so much for playing with me. Thank you, thank you for having me on. And yeah, it's been great. So, real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and Ryan online? Yeah. Um. So, I guess the first thing is if you've enjoyed like listening to Ryan being played. Uh, there's like an entire season of an actual play podcast called These Flimsy Rituals. Uh, that you can find at flimsyrituals.com and on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. Um, I'm on Twitter at at T. Dixon. And if you want to know more about Ryan, uh, you can go to the Furtive Shambles website or follow us on Twitter at Furtive Shambles. And there's like the play kit is on itch somewhere and I think the links are on the website to that. Yep, they'll be in the show notes. Yep, and we'll be Indiegogo at some point. Um, Which if you like the sound of game, like, yeah, we've got some exciting stuff planned for it and I'm excited to go live with that. That's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for playing this with me. This was a this was a this was an absolute delight. Uh, and for now, I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Adam for coming on to the show. That game was, whew, that game was amazing. That game was beautiful and cool and evocative and moving. And I just, I'm still beaming about it even after we played it. Like I, it's just, it, it is, it's incredible. I'm so happy about it. Go to their Indiegogo campaign. Be sure to back the game. Help make it a reality. Be sure to download the free play kit at adtidi.itch.io slash Ryan and check the show notes for more information about all of that stuff. And be sure to follow Adam on Twitter at adtidixon. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community to talk about the show or wrestling or gritty or eggnog at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a Podchaser review, a Podbean review, a Spotify review, a Podcast Addict review. There are a lot of places you can review the show. They all matter. They're all good. Uh, be sure to review the show, give us some love on social media, tell us you like the show, tell a friend you like the show. Any of those things help the show do bigger and better and cooler things, and I deeply appreciate all of them. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer, ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer, or at bit.ly slash partyofonemerch, where you can purchase a Party of One logo t-shirt or a bunch of other cool designs. Then, once you've done all of that, if you're like, oh, I really wish I had another podcast to listen to, head over to OneShotPodcast.com, the website of the OneShot Podcast Network, and check out All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast wherein every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megarain, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. 
If you'd like to inquire about advertising rights coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that is pretty much all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.